to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. So now if we believe Scripture, we can read that and we can, I think, confidently declare that the gifts of the Spirit are from the Spirit, therefore they are good. Okay? All right, hopefully. Now, um, some of you may have had weird experiences of people operating under the gifts of the Spirit. Um, I talked a little bit about that previously. Um, and all I, I, I would say, if, if as I speak tonight, if you've, if you've had a negative experience of so someone who has not honored the Spirit of God, then please come get prayer at the end. Okay, Don't leave this church with, with those sorts of wounds. Because those are the worst types of wounds because they cut us off from experiencing more of God. Okay, so please don't leave um, with, those, with those wounds there. Um, and let's not, let's not blame God for people being stupid. Okay. So um, let's give God a kind of fresh start if, if that's been our experience. Um, I, I'm not going to, um, again, yeah, I could spend an hour um, kind of, you know, trying to flesh out the difference between words of, of knowledge and, 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 and the prophetic gifting. You know, so Paul obviously utters them as, as two, in two different ways. Um, and then we can also see that, that the Father gives the gift of prophecy, whereas um, some commentators will talk about, in this scripture, obviously these are the gifts of the Spirit, and there's a slight difference between the prophetic of the Father and the prophetic of the Spirit. And, you know, I could talk about that for a long time. But that's not the purpose tonight. Okay, the purpose is for us to... Um, basically get, get excited about operating in partnership with God and spreading His kingdom, okay? So um, I would, trying to summarize some of the key things, um, just three points that I would say. So when we think about words of knowledge or, or prophecy, um, obviously if you read the Old Testament, you know, the prophets, that station of the prophet can be pretty awesome and terrifying, you know, men and women that, are, that God shows the future. You know, sometimes immediate, sometimes hundreds of years out. Um, I'm, I'm not talking about that gift of prophecy tonight, okay? I'm talking about the gift of, of prophecy, the words of knowledge, which Paul says every Christian is able to do. Okay, so no one's excluded. Uh, Corinthians 14, I think it's 31, Paul says that. Everyone can prophesy. Okay, so, so none of you are discounted. Cool, all right? Um, so, a couple of things. Um, they can be a revelation of God's will or plan, a divine disclosure by the Spirit. Okay, some of these things will roll into each other. A supernatural insight or understanding into spiritual or natural circumstances. People, events, needs that people might have. Um, one of my favorite words of knowledge um, was a friend of mine in London, um, he met this guy whose business was failing and he was going under. Uh, and so he said, well, can I just pray for you? And, you know, he was in manufacturing of some sort, so my friend prayed. And he literally saw a blueprint with a complete restructuring of this guy's business. He doesn't understand the business. He doesn't know how it operates. He just saw this picture with all the different sections of the company and the names written in these little blocks. So he drew it out, gave it to the guy. And the guy said, well, I'm failing anyway, so I might as well try this. And his company completely turned around. Um, sometimes it's just need and things in the natural. Okay? God can speak to anything. 
All right, and then words of encouragement and edification for the people or for the body. Okay, and that's one of the things that Paul says about the prophetic that's so amazing. You know, it's for the edification of the body. Is that we would be encouraged. That's a good thing as well. Okay, so hopefully tonight we'll be encouraged too. Um, so when, when I think about the spiritual gifts, um, um, I think, you know, we, we say that the, the, the gift of tongues is probably the most common that we see, okay? And then that freaks a few people out, okay? It's also the easiest gift, because kind of once you got it, you've always got it, and you can just pray in tongues. you like, you just do. Okay, so it's easy. You, you're in control of it, um, for the most part. Um, but in terms of the other gifts, the gifts of healing, the gifts of miracles, the gifts of power, the words of knowledge, um, the words of knowledge and the prophetic, I think, is the sort of second most common. Okay, so the one that we can all walk in if we were just if we're just willing to listen to the Spirit. Okay, and as some people have said to me recently, they've started to learn how to hear God's voice, and they realize that He's speaking a lot more than they thought He would. Like sometimes it's hard to get Him to be quiet. Like He has a lot to say to us. He has a lot He wants to say to those around us. Um, my my introduction, you know, many of you know, I grew up, my father's an Anglican priest, and he's also, he has a really strong prophetic gift. Um, and it's funny, when you grow up with something, it just seems normal. Um, and it, it's really, um, when I became an adult and started going to different churches, I realized that my dad was kind of unusual. Like, I thought everyone believed in the prophetic. Why, like, why wouldn't you? Don't all churches do this? Um, I remember when I was, uh, I must have been about 11 or 12 sitting in, in church, and this, 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 this stranger came into our evening service, and my dad always did a little bit of prophetic at the end. And, you know, we're a small country church, so I'm, I kind of know everyone in the room, so it was really quite exciting when this new guy came. And, and, and my dad, like, pointed at him and, and said, like, uh, welcome, you know, to church, and, is, you know, is, is, your name, is your name Dave? And the guy was, yeah. And, and my dad said, and, and you work in this business, and he named, you know, the, the business, and the guy's like, yeah. And he just did like three or four things. Um, and then he said, have I got your attention? Um, and Dave said, yes, you do have my attention. Um, and then my dad started, you know, speaking into his life and some things that, that, he had, that God had showed him. Um, and in that case, some of it was actually some correction, but also a great blessing, but Dave was pretty sure this was God speaking, because he was from out of town. He had never met my dad before, uh, and you know, and to see people edified and built up, um, and sometimes you know, sometimes corrected, um, was was a great way to grow up. You know, to, and to see that um, in operation. Um, but you know, one of the one of the downsides from growing growing up with a father who was super prophetic is that you know, like he was so prophetic, no one else in the church needed to be prophetic. Um, and that sort of growing up in the, in the 80s, um, late 70s and through the 80s, it, there was a kind of idea of, of kind of, you know, the pastors or the priests or the, the kind of gifted people operate in the gifts. And it didn't always get out, down into the body. Um, and it was only later in my so late 20s that I started to realize, you know what, this is actually, this, is, this really is for everyone. You know, we're not supposed to see like first, second, third tier Christians. You know, we do have, you know, Christians who are more experienced and have practiced this more or, you know, um, spent more time praying and, and being with God, but like no one's disqualified. You know, we're all just on a journey to knowing and understanding more of Jesus and more of His Spirit. Um, and wherever you are on that journey, you know, you've got 
more to go. Um, I, want to try and, I want to try to throw out a few stories just to give you guys a, a sense of how much this has meant to me. Um, one, of, one of the most difficult words, um, so you know, this was a kind of prophetic word, word of knowledge. Um, when my wife and I were newly married, we went through a really tough season. Um, I almost died. Then I got fired. Um, then, then she got sick. And so she was in hospital. I was unemployed. Um, pretty nasty, you know, circumstances. Um, and I went to this guy in the church who, who I trusted. And I, you know, so I just asked him to pray for me. And he gave me some great words of encouragement. And then he said the weirdest thing. He said, someone's going to offer you a job. It's going to look great. Don't take it. Someone else is going to offer you a job. Take that one. Um, about two days later, I got a phone call to go and apply for a job with a, basically a Fortune 500 company working in a new private investment arm. Really beautiful, you know, high-paying job. Um, my wife's in hospital. I have no money. I signed the paper, forgetting to be obedient. Um, go to work. And I know by the end of the day, I'm in trouble. This is not me. This is going to be a disaster. And I've just signed my life away for three years. Um, so I prayed. I said, Lord, I know I've been obedient. <laughs> I mean, disobedient. <laughs> um, um, I'm going to need some mercy on this one. Um, you know, what do I do? And the next morning, I got a call from a friend at church saying, hey, I, I've got this friend who owns this investment company. They need someone. Would you like to meet them? So I snuck out during lunch, drove over to this other business, interviewed, they offered me the job, went back to the first job and said to the guy in charge, I've made a mistake, would you let me out of my contract? And he said, you know what, I'm leaving as well. Sure, I'll just tear it up. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and it was amazing. And, it, and this other job, you know, the, the weird thing was that they were in the same it was the same line of work, but one company was you know, corporate and making money and profit, and, and the other was about making money but being family in the process. It was the weirdest combination. And I couldn't have asked for a better company. Um, as, as, as Kath recovered, um, and we just kind of rebuilt our lives, it was amazing. Um, and I learned to be obedient to even the strange words, or the ones that are hard <laughs> to hear. So... Um, looking at scripture, so you know, obviously if you read the Old Testament, you know, we're familiar with the, sort of the great prophetic words. You know, there's, and there's a lot of, most of the Old Testament is you know, prophecy. Um, but I wanted to read a few um, from the New Testament and then maybe just remind us of some, as, you know, how we might see this um, operating, how these gifts. So we see this with um, some of the disciples. Um, so I'll just, I'm just going to, forgive me for not referencing the scriptures, I'm just going to read a few. I know these will be familiar. All right, so this was, this was Andrew and Simon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus looked at him, he said, you are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas which is translated a stone. Jesus calling out Peter's new name, his new design, which is going to take him a while to walk into. He's going to get it wrong many times, but Jesus sees that and calls it out. And Jesus and Nathanael. Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said of him, Behold, 
an Israelite indeed, in whom is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Nathaniel knows that Jesus knows him. And then once he's proved that he knows him and he sees him, he, he calls out this future. Imagine being told by Jesus that you're actually going to see angels ascending and descending. Like he's going to give you spiritual insight to discern what is happening in the spiritual realm. That's amazing. If we look at the Old Testament, there's some you know, interesting ones like um, when Gideon is going to battle, and he has those sets of instructions that God's, God gives him about how to whittle down his army. Words of knowledge. Take the men to the water, let them drink. Those who raise the water to the lips, take those. God speaking to Samuel when he was a young boy. And Scripture says of Samuel that he did not let God's words fall to the ground. He caught them. He did not let God's words fall to the ground. Now, often when we are giving, we, when people give us words or knowledge or you know, sort of prophetic utterances, you, you know, John says that in, in 1 John that we must test the spirits. Okay, so that's a command of Scripture. Um, and it's okay if someone gives you a word of knowledge or, or a prophetic word to test it and to, and to ask the Lord, like, can you confirm this? Will you give me two or three different confirmations um, so that I know it's you? And I would, I would especially use, it when, use that you know, if a stranger was to approach you. Um, sometimes it's easy to say yes. You know, I once had this prophetic word from a stranger who said, God's going to bless you so abundantly you won't be able to hold the blessings he's going to pour out to you. I didn't need to test that one. It's like, yes, Lord. I will take that blessing. Um, and, you know, I've shared that story before, and boy, did I get blessed. Um, but, you know, when, when you're getting words of direction or, or particularly words of correction, you always want to test those. Um, but, you know, I've got five or six people in my life. If they give me a word, I'm, I, I will take it. I, I trust them. I've got history with them. I know their relationship with the Father. Um, and, a, and a kind of warning here as well, there's this... There's, there's, as, as, we, as we sort of grow in sensitivity to the Spirit, if, if, you get, if someone gives you a prophetic word, um, you'll often find that you'll have a strong reaction one way or the other. And, and I would encourage you that quite often, both of those strong ways can be God. So if, if the word is spoken and it really resonates with you and excites you and you feel your heart racing and the Spirit, you kind of just feel the Spirit saying, yes, then you know, like, this is from God. But sometimes when the Holy Spirit speaks, you can speak something with, um, that is really pointing to, to a part of your heart that might be damaged or hurt. And you can have this really negative experience. And actually, I pay, I pay a lot of attention when I have a negative experience. Because this might just be God showing me something that's, that's raw in me, that he needs to heal. Um, obviously, you know, I also, I, I, I have, I've mentioned this before, I have a weird thing where, you know, if I encounter evil, um, my ears will get kind of warm. That's a weird, and so I know if someone says something and my ears go warm, it's like, okay, that's not God. Um, for whatever reason, that's, how, that's something he gave me, um, which is kind of cool. Um, 
But don't, don't run away from something if it makes you uncomfortable, okay? God will often pull us out of discomfort, okay? Um, but words of knowledge and prophetic will never contradict Scripture, okay? Just going to say that. All right, let's read about Jeremiah. I'm just going to read a little bit of, of God calling Jeremiah. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Now, when we do original design prayer at Friendship, when we ask God how he designed you, this is one of those key scriptures. Like God knows us, and he has a purpose for us. Then said I, Oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I'm a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I'm a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. And I love this. So all these incredible words of purpose and, and authority Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Which is, which is it's kind of bland, isn't it? Like, I see a branch from a tree. God showed him a picture of a branch of an almond tree. And God says, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. That's all it took. He didn't show him this amazing, complicated, complex thing that Jeremiah had to work out and see if he could interpret properly. God just said, can you see the branch? Yes, okay, we're good, we can go. It's pretty basic. If you start hearing God and he starts giving you really basic things, remember Jeremiah, okay? One of the great prophets. Other examples, um, hmm, Ananias and Paul. Ananias has a vision to go and see Paul and he's told in the vision, that Paul has also received a vision that Ananias is coming. Okay, so that when they get together, they know God is behind it. Jesus, knowing what people were thinking. Have you ever thought about that one in terms of words of knowledge? Like he knew what they were thinking. I've, that's only happened to me once or twice. And it's really quite incredible. Um, it's an incredible, it gives an incredible, incredible ability to disarm confrontation. And arguments when the Lord says, this is actually, like the words coming out of their mouth, that's not what you need to pay attention to. Pay attention to what they're thinking, and this is what they're thinking. And he's told me what they're thinking. And then you speak out what they're thinking, and it's amazing how it disarms conflict. Again, it hasn't happened to me many times, but it's, it's been cool when, it's, when it has. So, goodness, there's so, much, so many more scriptures. I'm just going to skip over these because I want us to have time to pray. So, I want to say this finally. Isaiah 55, 11, and this is again quoted, I think, in Hebrews. For as the rain comes down and the, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Um, and so... I just wanted to you know, just share, this is so important. Like, you know, we, know, we know in Genesis, God speaks. Like God's the authority and the power in God's words when he speaks. 
Now, when he gives us words of knowledge in the prophetic, obviously they've been filtered through our humanity, okay? And we can get things wrong. Again, test the Spirit. But realize, too, that when God speaks, if he gives us words for people around us, they have power. Okay, they're not random. He's not kind of just throwing them out there. They have authority and they have power to be creative of the very thing that they are saying. Okay, so when I, when I, when, when, when I pray for men who are, are full of fear and God says, like, I have, I have made my son to be bold and courageous, and you speak that over them, there's power in those words for fear to be broken and for courage to start to emerge. But there's life in the words. Um, possibly my, my, my most favorite story of prophetic words, and I don't encourage anyone to do this, okay? Because, yeah, we have this rule, um, as most sensible charismatics do, that you don't prophesy about, what's it, Bill? Mates, dates, and babies, okay? Having said that, um, so <laughs> that's a really wise rule, okay? Uh, if, and if anyone like, starts giving you things like that and you haven't asked, like, those are definitely the ones that you test, okay? I know, I, know I've, I have a friend in England who was super wealthy, one of the wealthiest men in England, and it was amazing how often people would come to him with prophetic words about who he was supposed to marry. You know, lots of women, uh, and not the woman giving the prophetic words, but other people and families and things, you know. Like, you know, honestly. Um, but where you have close relationship with people, um, like I said, where there's trust. Um, so one, one of my favorite prophetic words, um, and, and notice this as well, if, you, if you're just worshiping or going about your day and you suddenly start hearing the Lord speak, like really pay attention to those, okay? Because like he's really, he's like, I'm talking, okay? This is not you, Lord, please give me a word, please give me a word, okay? Like he's actually speaking. So I'm in, I'm in church and, and worshiping and, and I just, I started getting descriptions of friends of mine second child, but they only had currently one child. Okay, so this is the dates, mates, kind of that ter territory, you know. Um, but this was, this was a woman that I was, I was really close to, a really good friend of ours. Um, and so I went to her afterwards and I said, um, I know we're not supposed to do this. And so really, you know, test this. But I just felt the Lord like describing the, 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 basically the original design of your, of your next child. And I think because of the words he gave me, it's going to be a girl because the, the, the words were just very sort of feminine, and it seemed to characterize a, a girl. Um, and it was so funny, because she, you know, she knows me, we, we, and, and, she, and she took them, and she said, thank you. And, and as I finished speaking, her husband walked up, um, and, and he said, like, what's going on? And, and she said, well, Nick, Nicholas was just giving um, me some prophetic words of our next child. And, and, my, and my husband said, you want another child? He said, I thought you just wanted one. And she said, no, what gave you that idea? Um, of course I want more children. Um, and it's hard to describe how my, my friend's face lit up. Um, and um, honestly, about nine months to the day, she gave birth to a second child. Um, so... <laughs> yeah, um, Talk about the Lord's words having life. Um, 